With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, guys, we are live. It's Monday afternoon. It hit the books time here, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself who loves to play man ball and root for his Detroit Lions. He is Joey Kanish. I am merely Brad Powers. First off, the show, if you're new to the show, here's what we'll do. We'll recap what we just saw before we look ahead to the upcoming week. Our biggest takeaways from college football week number three. We'll take a look at some opening lines of the biggest games for the upcoming week. And, of course, the reason why you guys are all here, besides looking at Joey Kanish's beautiful mug, we're going to give you best bets. The best bets already on fire throughout the first couple of shows. And let's start there, Mr. Kanish. Well, first off, you're wearing the shirt, proud. A big, t- not just a not just a cover this time, a big win, and blew up my teaser uh, on the Commanders. How about them Detroit Lions? Well, well, back on track, baby. Joey K coming to you crystal clear with a new my feeling good. Got the sound rolling now. Only took me a few you know, months to get it right, but now our two and zero. Dan Campbell, I mean, all he does, he might as well go to the bank for you and just hand you a sack of money every week because that's all the man knows how to do is cover football games in the NFL. God love him. I should have been on some line. I, I agree with you. I had some commanders teasers that, uh, unfortunately, the offense is too hot. Jared Goff was too hot, baby. That uh, That's right. The kneecap, they don't stop. I, I could have, you know, ran the ball out. Into, or Ron Rivera, like, hey, I'm going to go for two. I'm not going to go for two. I'm going to go for two. Real nice game strategy there from Ron Rivera. There, <laughs> not go, but uh, so, yeah. No, got the, uh, hey, the team's back on track. The the North, hopefully Eagles get a win tonight. And then uh, it's a big sh- NFC North showdown next week. Lions, Vikings, everything on the line week three. Pump for it. Speaking of everything on the line, best bets, red hot, you and me. Uh, last week we went five and two, brings our record to 10 and five so far. Not too shabby. We'll take 67%. Uh, if we could do that the rest of our lives, I mean, we'll, we'll give old uh, Bezos and Gates a run for their money. Uh, that, no, that's how I... good we're feeling there. The most important, though, game goes to Mr. Kanish. We go head to head. Ohio State, Toledo, oh, and Kanish might have had maybe some inside information. The Buckeye wide receivers are healthy, and Ohio State puts up a 77 spot on my vaunted Toledo Rocket defense. Congratulations, Mr. Kanish. Uh, you Thank you. Thank you. Feels good to be, uh, you know, going to land in the first blow, but we got, we got 12 rounds to go, baby. I know you'll be back at me, so, yeah, that'll be good. I still have nightmares, though of Mississippi State dominating oh the God. entire game and then the punt coming in that the guy drops right through his hands. LSU gets a free touchdown and then is able to run the game out from the um, – yeah, I, I don't uh, – that was a frustrating one. Uh, I don't have any qualms about the, the play looking back. Uh, I thought they were the better team for most of the game and just literally handed the game away. Uh, so that was a tough one, but otherwise uh, – a pretty solid week for us, and I already saw. Oh, yeah, I know there was somebody, uh, somebody we both know that I was on the LSU lucky bastard. But uh, yeah, that uh, <laughs> hey, and I see the South Alabama love in the comments. Almost had UCLA, almost had them this close. Um, but hey, well, now we're into the Sun Belt season, and uh, they'll be they'll be ready to go. Love it, uh, and South Alabama laying a big number though this week. I couldn't, I couldn't get to the window this week, buddy. I, I hate to admit it. I mean, I love me some South Alabama, but when I saw that circle open, I was like, South Alabama? Are they playing regular Alabama? Like Jesus Christ! Like <laughs> seventeen? Like I don't know. I, know. I mean, uh, listen, I know the guy that said circle loved them from South Alabama, but whoo, that, that was a big one. Well, they're anticipating that flood of the Kanish betting syndicate coming their way. They just tried to say, (laughs) no, not this week, ladies and gentlemen. We're not taking any South Alabama money. So we'll get to that uh, and many more look-aheads as far as the opening lines for week four. 
First, though, let's talk week three, though. Let's recap some of our biggest takeaways, teams that impressed us. I'll start it off. Washington. I mean, that was a game that I kind of keyed in on uh, because, I you know, look, Washington beat a couple of tomato cans, same with Michigan State. Wanted to see that, you know, first real true data point for both teams for the 2022 season. And I'll tell you what, you don't see this too often in Pac-12 the last decade, but Washington, ladies and gentlemen, from uh, atmosphere, from getting ready to play, I mean, played, you talk about man ball, they were ready to play against a Michigan State team. Look, you could say that they're mediocre or whatnot, but still, I mean, Michigan State can be physical, and Michigan State usually brings it, you know, besides the Buckeye game last year uh, in, in some of these bigger games. So, I mean, Washington from start to finish, better coach team, more explosive team, got after the quarterback. Michael Penix, my goodness, I mean, Woo! reunited with, uh, reunited and it felt so good with Kalen DeBoer. He looks like what he did three years ago. So, I mean, is Washington – I'm going to ask you this before we get into some other takeaways. I know everyone's talking USC. I know Oregon just had a big win over BYU. I don't – Washington, to me, might be the most complete team in the Pac-12. What say you? I, this is probably the best version of the Pac-12 in a long time because even, you know, teams like Oregon State looks like pretty good. And there'll be one we'll talk about this week. Um, But I agree. I mean, Washington, I, I saw uh, a stat that out where – uh, they gained 322 of a possible 323 yards in the first half for Michigan State. I will say, Michigan Mel, uh, CIA Mel Tucker didn't exactly disclose his injuries. Uh, they're all American defensive tackle uh, that nobody talked about all week. You know, an hour before the game, the reporters tweeted didn't even travel. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, Michigan State was beat up. Uh, is Caleb DeBoer, like, I mean, he's got to be through a quarter of the season, your national coach of the year to take that. Jimmy yeah. Lake offense, which was disgusting. And in one offseason, bring Pennants back from the dead and transition them into this, you know, high-flying unit that, that's incredible. Um, and I, I agree. You know what? I, I grabbed a little bit of a Pennix sprinkle on the Heisman. I saw that there, there was some, you know, uh, 150 to 1 MGM had it. There's still some like 66 to 1. I don't think he's going to win it. I don't think Washington will, you know, be able to win like that 10, 11, 12 in a competitive Pac-12, but – I mean, he's going to put up numbers all year in the in this offense. Like they looked fantastic uh, and absolutely dropped a bomb on Michigan State. Um, and I, I agree. I mean, there was some, you know, ten to Washington, ten, twelve to one to win the Pac-12. Again, I, this was probably, this was the team I was hands down the most wrong on coming into the yep. year. I didn't think they would be able to transition to any type of a Pac-12 competitor uh, in just one year, and they they looked fantastic. Uh, and a team that that can go toe to toe with a USC or an Oregon of those. So. Yeah, what a uh, yeah, what a performance. Yeah, I mean, the only question mark, and he came up kind of gimpy late in the game because he has a, a notorious history. Penix got to stay healthy because, I mean, he was out there in the game. I know Michigan State came back a little bit. I'm not sure that he's out there for all those possessions if I'm the head coach. But speaking of head coach DeBoer, real quick, earlier this morning, I tweeted this. I retweeted somebody that did some research. Going back, anytime he's been at the FBS level, we've been an offense coordinator, head coach. His teams, Kalen DeBoer teams, the last seven years have covered the spread 70% of the time. The guy is just a freaking flat out good football coach that I don't think the market, and you talked about the offensive philosophy changed and just almost revolution in Washington. One of the worst power five offenses in the country. Now, I mean, I can make a case that they're top 10 ish, or at least statistics, stats wise, for the first three games. So, Kaylee DeBoer, ladies and gentlemen, uh, really good coach. I want to move to a couple other teams. Uh, is there another team that impressed you over the weekend? Well, I, I think your, your your boys in Columbus finally got back on track. Uh, and, it, you know, it looked like. Not my boys. They yeah. were your boys last year. <laughs> they looked, finally, it took them, you know, a few games to get into it. But it finally looked like the offense that we thought coming into the season could be a team that competes with a Georgia or an Alabama or, or one of those, um, you know, one of those teams that, that can be up there, you know, in that national title picture, the defense, you know, was still a, a little leaky, but I, I think Toledo's hands down. Uh, and you mentioned, I mean, I think they're the best team in the Mac by, by kind of a wide margin um, and, and a legitimate offensive threat. Um, but finally, you know, even though, uh, you know, JSB isn't back to full health yet, it, it did look like, like they were able to, you know, finally get the passing offense rolling. Uh, phenomenal game from the tight end there. Uh, so I, I think I figure it was one of those that was coming, but, but it, you know, to see it happen, 
in their own building. And I, I think they'll start, you know, lighting it up on a weekly basis from here on out. So that was something you needed to see to kind of get them back into like, is it just a one, two Georgia, Alabama? No, yeah. I think Ohio state's back uh, with that kind of offense that, that can be at least in the conversation with those teams. Um, one that, you know, I had a conversation with a few people. Is there any quarterback in the country that's worth as much to his team as Chris Reynolds in Charlotte? Um, I had talked to him, like, is he a, a 14 point, worth 14 points to that team? <laughs> like, that that to go from a team that, like, cannot compete and has a horrific defense to being able to beat Georgia State on the road. Um, and, and that, you know, that was one where, you know, right before the game, I'm, I was betting as much Charlotte and over as I could. Uh, and, and he's just, you know, electric. So for me, I, and I think South Carolina is bad. So that's one uh, that, you know, this week with Reynolds back, um, I, uh, again, I, I like them, uh, you know, for an early look getting over three touchdowns there. Um, there you go. But yeah, that, that, that for me, like, and that was just something that popped out. Like there, he's just so valuable to that team because without him, they're, you know, yeah, they don't have the offense and they have a horrific defense and with them, uh, they can, you know, kind of keep pace with, with a lot of opponents there. So, um, yeah, it was good to see him back and healthy. Yeah, I mean, to say the least, I mean, they were blown out by William & Mary, not necessarily right, right. a great FCS team. And then all of a sudden, I mean, they went outright as a, a three-touchdown underdog against Georgia State. I hear you on that one. I'm going to – you talk to Ohio State's passing game. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten. I'll tell you what, anytime a Big Ten team goes down to SEC play, SEC country – and does what Penn State did to Auburn, that raises a few eyebrows as far as I'm concerned, especially Penn State really struggled the last couple of seasons running the football. What does James Franklin do? I'm not a big James Franklin guy, but what, what does he do well? He recruits very well. And what does he do? He goes out and gets one of the best running backs in the country, true freshman Singleton. I mean, when he's beating SEC linebackers, I know it's Auburn. They're mediocre in SEC and whatnot, but still, SEC speed, he's beating guys in the corner and making them look like they're, you know, they're pulling sleds. I mean, that was impressive for – I mean, that's top 10 teams do what Penn State did uh, over the weekend, going down there and really taking it to Auburn. An Auburn team that I think looking forward, I want to fade because, I mean, Ooh. the buzzards are – and they talk about that war eagle before the game circling. It's going to be buzzards circling Brian Harson, who I think this will probably end up being his last season if they can't turn it around immediately. No, I agree. I mean, TJ Finley is really bad. I, and I agree. Like, it's one of those where you start compiling a couple losses in a row, and then it's like, where's the floor? Because Harson, you know, is going to be gone. Does the team kind of check out? So, yeah, that's why I agree. That's one to monitor that you, you could see it really go off the rails for Auburn. Uh, I agree. That's the, I mean, you don't – you hadn't seen – James Franklin was a great guy at accumulating talent, not so great at, you know, developing and, and yeah. uh, you know, kind of making the offense work. Um I agree. You know, they were they were a team where it was looking like, okay, outside of Ohio State and Michigan, who's the threat in the Big Ten that could actually beat one of those two teams? Um, and I think after we, it's definitely Penn State. It's really only Penn State that yeah. the way I've seen it so far. So um, it's unfortunate for them. They're in the same division as those two. Uh, but yeah, that that I mean, that was a hell of a performance. And I, I don't know. You know, you you'd have to have things break right. I don't. I it would be tough for them. You know, they'd have to beat the right Michigan to have the other one beat the other. So I'm not sure what Penn state, you know, can really uh, accomplish, but maybe they, they could be competitive as far as, you know, being a threat to knock off one of those two. Maybe they're in Ann Arbor. I doubt that one. And then the, the Ohio state games at home, but it's not a, a whiteout. It's not a, a night game this year. So I, I hear you on that one. Probably a couple, still a couple losses for Penn state, but look, I didn't bet there. I mean, the season went to was like eight and I wasn't running the window to bet over. I can yep. tell you that that looks like, it might be a, a nice winner now for uh, Penn State. I'm going to stay in the SEC. I mean, I, we can br- mention it briefly, but, you know, I'm, I'm wearing the Alabama hat, but I'm here to tell you, Georgia crushing South Carolina. I mean, they're making SEC teams, Oregon, looking like what your boys from, from the Maize and Blue are doing to the Connecticut's and the Hawaii's <laughs> yeah. of the world. I mean, they're doing it to legit teams. I mean – I said last week, I don't know if I would favor Georgia over Alabama. I'm here to tell you after watching that this, last week, yeah, I would favor Georgia over Alabama on, an, on a neutral field at this point. So, I mean, Georgia, even with all that talent loss in the NFL, I mean, Kirby's got it rolling now. They got a, pa- a legit passing offense for the, probably the first time since he's been there. 
which is great, you know, with the, some of the quarterbacks they've had and kind of, you know, Justin Fields comes in, doesn't, you know, doesn't really work out. Uh, they, they brought in Jamie Newman, gets kicked off the team before the yeah. season even starts. And then now it's like, you know, steps and back. That was the one thing I never saw was the progression of Bennett from, you know, game manager to to now, you know, like a, a, a legit effective passer, uh, SEC quarterback. So, yeah, with and man, like, you know, Kirby's had those – um you know, I think we've seen like it, it's that for you know Texas A&M brings in a ta- ton of talent the first year they're not ready. You know, like you've got some other teams that have brought in. Like Georgia's been doing that for three, four, five years, and now you're seeing kind of the fruits of that. Just be able to to reload when you're yeah. stacking back to back to back to back. You know, top five classes. Um, you know, now it, it comes in where you you can lose. Uh, you know, a dozen NFL players and, and just reload. And boom, you've got guys ready to go. And even like. I had heard, you know, the third strings, like South, you know, like you've got these kids that are, are coming off the bench or and still just like beating South Carolina to death. So yeah, they're loaded. Uh, they're deep. And I, I didn't see the, the Bennett progression coming, um, but no, I agree with you. Now they're, they're hundred percent best team in the country will be favored over anybody. Um, and depending on uh, what, what Alabama, you know, can, can get together here, uh, it would, would kind of depend on the margin. Before we turn negative, any other teams impress you? You know, if we're going um, a, a little bit, you know, I, I gotta give the the our, our rock chalk Jayhawk uh, some love go. there for for what they've done. Um, I tweet that like you know Nebraska is you know dicking around with Urban Meyer when the best coach in the, the region is a state away with what he's been able to do to, to Kansas and their running game. Um, I, I mean, I think I, they could be going bowling, you know, for a team that's, you know, like yeah. barely been able to win two games going on five plus years. Um, you know, they've got a legitimate off. I think mean, the defense is still a little leaky and the, you know, the, the big 12 is pretty even, you know, top to bottom, but um, from what he's been able to do uh, in, in a short time span. And, you know, it was a team that I, I thought Kansas, they actually had, some players, you know, even under less miles to bring it, like not not like any, you know, f- fantastic, uh, you know, like but like guy, legitimate guys that should be able to be power five player, and now he's come in and be able to put it together. Um, and I mean, has and oh, your boy, your boy Olga, that, that, that's a that's an expensive contract that he's got going for a guy that uh, you know can't coach his way out of a food box, so. No, I, I got to give Rock Jock some credit there. Um, and they'll be one of the. I, I unfortunately, you know, I have been. I didn't think they were. Uh, I didn't get them in the the money line round robins early enough because that no, now I you know I think the market's gonna to catch up. And to be honest with you, I've, I'm I'm probably on the Blue Devils this week. Uh, but you know, I'm waiting for a ten there. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah, I, agree I mean, that's you. another guy that's done a really good job mm-hmm. at a basketball school and fast, quick, and a heartbeat. And Mike Elko at Duke, but. Yeah, I mean, there's some offensive metrics that have Kansas number one in the country right now. That's incredible. Look, West Virginia and Houston are great teams, but they're not bad teams. And, right, I right. Mean, they're moving up and down the field. Like, I mean, these like are teams nothing, that would so. beat Kansas by 40 a year or two ago. Yep. So, it, I mean, to go from, you know, the, the three, five touchdown dogs versus these teams to beating them uh, in a short span of time is, is quite impressive. Yeah. Let's go negative, though. You mentioned Holgerson. Uh, what yeah. a bum. I'll mention a few Speaking of a bum, a guy out of a job right now. How about your boy, old Herm Edwards? Arizona State losing outright as a three-touchdown favorite. I mean – You were up all straight. night in Ypsilanti, baby. Just, uh, you know, the, the, the Yipsy view. If you've been uh, that, that Ypsilanti, the, the, the great uh, great entertainment there at the, the Gentleman's Club in Yipsy view there, that, <laughs> that where the, the team was heading back all night. What a what a victory. Uh, I saw it was I, – I can't I, – I didn't fact check this tweet, but it was like the first time a MAC team has beaten a, a Pac-12 team in like non-conference play like in – years or maybe ever so they were like checking those so what do, and it wasn't again it wasn't one of these like fluke five turnovers it just ran in oh. and beat the hell out of them so start to finish yeah start and to it, finish i you know uh not surprised in the long term in fact herm impressed me his first couple of years exceeded my expectations but in the end uh, i think we, we could kind of see it coming we can ex- see it coming considering what they dealt with off the field the last year or so so no surprise, he's one of the first guys fired. Uh, I'm not buying, you know, after lining up and betting Nebraska last week, saying, oh, the, you know, Nebraska will get the one-game bump. 
I'm not into the one-game bump with interim coaches for right now, and certainly not with an Arizona State team taking on Utah this week. So uh, I don't think things get any better for Arizona State uh, until we see that new head coach. So I, I got a big thumbs thumbs down for the, uh, the, the Sun Devils there. Another team that, uh, that I think is going to be replacing their coach soon, Georgia Tech. I mean, just a total non-factor, no-show against Ole Miss, get, shuts, get, get shut out. I think Jeff Collins, another one you could probably see coming at the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, the transition away from the options taking longer than expected. But then, I mean, his big thing was supposed to be recruiting. He can't keep guys on the roster. You know, Gibbs is at Alabama. Um, just nothing. nothing's ever gotten better there, and I expect him probably to be fired pretty soon. So another thumbs down for Georgia Tech. Anybody that uh, came up short as far as you're concerned? Well, I'm going to tell you, we took a little bit of slack uh, on the show last week for saying Drew Pine was, uh, you know, didn't belong as a Power 5 quarterback and shouldn't be. And, and uh, he looked every bit of a Mac, the lower tier Mac quarterback. Yes, uh, yes. That, yeah, that I thought he was, uh, he was brutal. I mean, in the second half, he made a handful of throws uh, for them to pull it up. But that's, as we said, it's a bad Cal team and they couldn't do anything on them for the majority of the game. Uh, and it's not going to get any better. They, they they don't have weapons. He's not a good quarterback. Their offense can't move the ball consistently enough. Uh, and that's one we'll we'll get into. Uh, I know later. Oh, yeah, show, but I'm I'm as down on Notre Dame as they're. And that's one that you know steamed against last week. The the box score was was literally dead even. Like there there was uh, it, it was. What was uh, with and, all that? Like, are, does anybody watching these games? Notre Dame then opens favorite this week. Do you guys watch the game? I get not watching Eastern Michigan or somebody. No names on national TV. You can't watch them. What the? What the hell? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like there, there was. I mean, for that to get up to for. I mean, when I now granted that my my heart say when that scoop and score was running back, I was oh like falling God. to my knees in the living room. But I mean, that was a game Cal could have won with with a few breaks the other way and a total yardage and like that even in that. So their offense is miserable, and I don't think the. You know the the defense isn't by any means an elite unit. Um, Agree. Yeah, it's I'm, good. It's good. It's serviceable. Yeah, it's, yeah, but not offense. enough to to carry them through this miserable you know offensive stretch that they're going to deal with for the remainder of the year. It's not going to get any better. They don't have players. They have no players at any position. Um, so yeah, it's just it's. They're going to have to, you know, get in the transfer portal in the offseason and bring some recruits in because it is a miserable offense, uh, top to bottom. And that's, a, um, you know, everyone can, you know, get on Freeman, but he wasn't coaching offense the last 10 years. That's on your boy, uh, Kelly. And you could see it coming a mile away with those recruiting classes the last couple of years, not getting any, basically anybody offensive skill talent besides Mayer. So uh, we'll get into that, more of that later. Uh, mentioned Nebraska a little bit. I mean, I don't need to bring it up. I bet him last week, had great CLV. Oh, wow. Him and the trophy, they're done. I mean, that, that game was done, what, 10 minutes in after they score first. So uh, that was a pathetic effort, I thought, from Nebraska. Who? I mean, who can they get? Lance Leopold is a guy that I would certainly go after if I'm Nebraska. But how good of a job is that? I don't even think – I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think it's a top 20 job anymore. I, I, I know they got a great fan base and people care yeah. as far as a recruiting base. They don't have it. I mean, the, their identity was lost when they joined the big 10. So, I mean, I get it. You want to get away from Texas, but when you got away from Texas in the big 12, you got away from your recruiting base there. I mean, what, how many division one players on a yearly basis are in Kansas, Nebraska or whatever. So, right. I, and I, they just I, can't, I mean, when they were rolling in, in the night, they were getting guys from LA and Miami and, you know, legally and, or illegally, <laughs> those guys, you know, pick Nebraska on a map. If they had to hang out. I mean, I don't know what they were doing to get him there, but they were getting them there. And, you know, uh, you know, kids uh, were wearing the Nebraska colors and thought it was, that's all gone. I mean, that's a, yeah. that's a generation away. And now it's like, what, why would you ever come to Lincoln, Nebraska? And as you said, there's no local recruiting base. Uh, you, you don't, kids don't have to go to, you know, that, that, that to get on national TV or to playing big time games anymore. If you're in, you know, the, the, you know, South Florida or something, you've got a dozen programs to pick from right there that, that, that you can go to. So I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, and as you said, the big 12 or, you know, any of their Texas or Oklahoma, I mean, they're not getting kid, any of those kids from there. I, I I don't know what what they can do to res. I mean, because as you said, the defense does not have players. It's not a coaching thing. It's not a scheme thing. They don't have power power five talent on that defense. Um, and 
there, there's it's not going to be a quick fix. I mean, it, it's going to have to get in the portal and a couple of recruiting cycles. And those people are insane. They still think it's 1994. It's not 19. You're like, you can't, you just, you can't get the result. I mean, seven and five, eight and four are good seasons at Nebraska. And that just is what it is. Especially after this big 10 realignment, you know, they're going to be mid tier in the pecking order. You know, USC's coming to town and like the, the Penn State, you said Penn State's got the things rolling. And so they're just not as far, as far as like the mid lane, like Iowa's a better mid like Plains team and Wisconsin with third identity. Like they're just a middle of the road, big 10 team. And I don't see how it changes. Well, on Nebraska's fans behalf, I get it. Hey, we're not going to be, you know, mid nineties, Tommy Frazier, Tom Osborne anymore, but we can't beat, we can't be Iowa or Wisconsin. So I, I mean, I get it from that perspective, but I'll say to you guys, you guys fired guys like that, that, that had you nine, 10 wins a year and Frank Solich and, and, and Bo Pelini, you were winning nine, 10 games a year. And that wasn't good enough. So you get what you deserve and uh, going to be a long stretch for Nebraska, unless they hire the right coach. Any other negatives teams that uh, you downgraded after uh, last week? Yeah, you know, I saw some people in the comments saying Florida. Uh, I mean, they, they got they should have lost to South Florida. Uh, I agree. That was one that they they got outplayed 100. Uh, percent And they just they 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 have nothing on offense. Like outside of Anthony Richardson, they just don't have. You know, this is when we're talking about where Nebraska doesn't have the the players on defense. Florida doesn't really have the players on offense uh, for the SEC outside of AR 15, who's not been very good. Potentially dealing with a little bit of a nicked up injury, but um, and their defense, you know, for some years for a while, it was elite, elite. It's kind of taken a step back. It's not going to be good enough to carry them through the SEC. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one that I think the kind of the, the the book is out there uh, on them. Um, so I, I think that's going to be – and the other one will stay in Florida is Miami. Um, the Josh Gaddis uh, – oh. this is one that I tell people, uh, you know, when he, he won the Broyles Award last year as the biggest OC, you know, like <laughs> – um, yeah, that was one that, you know, if you were, you were in the know around Michigan, you knew it was Jim Harbaugh's offense and Gaddis, well, a good recruiter, it was not a, you know, a, a I mean, they, four red zone trips, four field goals, um, a game that they couldn't, they had chances all day and couldn't cash in. Uh, I don't, they might win the, still win the coastal by default, uh, because it looks so miserable. Um, but, but that's one that, uh, I haven't been impressed with, with what they've been able to do offensively and, uh, I don't know. I mean that. I think the the coastal is is wide. It's the division they should win, but they they've been you know relatively disappointing so far. Um, and didn't I mean Texas A and M wasn't I wasn't able to do much on offense. And Miami couldn't take advantage of it. It was a brutal game to watch. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? A Jimbo Fisher Mario Cristobal matchup. Oh my god, that was rough. I mean, it really was. I was I, I was watching other stuff. <laughs> Just put it that way. <laughs> Wow. Uh, I, I hear you on the Gaddis thing. and I know they haven't played anybody yet, Michigan, but their offense actually looks better without Gaddis. I so agree. I, I hear you on that one. Uh, let, let's stay with Florida, though, and, and we'll move along to some of the opening lines for this week. I just tweeted this. You said the market's down on Florida. Well, it's historical this week. They're at Tennessee in what used to be when I was growing up in the 90s. That was one of the games of the year uh, in college football. And Tennessee is a 11-point favorite over Florida. Florida finds themselves as the largest underdog role ever in this series. So, or at least going back to when we have point spreads, you know, readily made available. So, an historic underdog spot for Florida. You know, I bet it just because, you know, I saw, you know, on the openers, I saw 10 and a half. I was like, oh, I got to bet it. I already got negative CLV on that one. So, that's probably one I wish I – I had back. I just was stunned to see that big of a number and what's been Florida series. Honestly, starting with Urban Meyer 15 plus years ago, Florida's dominated the series and to find them with a plus number. And, you know, now that I've looked through it, I, I don't know, man. I it, it, If Anthony Richardson can't complete passes, how do you keep up with Tennessee's offense? Yeah, you know, Tennessee is a big a team I was super high on coming into the season. You know, this is one of my uh, bigger game of year positions where some, you know, three and a half, some fours out there. Um, and I, I like to, I will say there, there's some, you know, I think this is a, a Tennessee offense that, that's going to be able to put up points no matter what. But they've had some, you know, like the game against Pitt, they, they got a little fortunate there, um, yeah. you know, even though we're not. So I, I've been, a, you know, in a way, impressed with Tennessee in, to a certain extent. Um, 
but it wouldn't be one where I'm lining up to lay, you know, a 10 and a half or an 11 here. I, I think that's it, probably a bit aggressive. Um, I, I, you know, I, one of those things I was coming into that you're hoping like they, they could challenge Georgia. I think that's kind of out the window. You know, like Tennessee doesn't appear to be at that level of really making an SEC East challenge. So I think they're better. Um, I, I think if Richardson, again, isn't good, maybe they could run the, uh, run the gamut on them, but at, at 10 and a half and 11, it, it's, it's too high of a number for me to, to get in there and, and you know, want to lay a Tennessee number. If anything, uh, at, at 11, I'd be, you know, potentially, but it's probably one I'm just looking to pass on um, and, and kind of see that it, what we're looking with here, with how good, te- this is a game. If you, if you really want to make an SEC running your Tennessee, you take care of business here, you put yep. Florida away. And that's not been their MO in this series. Uh, They've struggled no. consistently with Florida. So, yeah, if Tennessee is legit a top-10 team, they, they need to win and win with margin this week. So we'll yep. see on that one. I'm anxious to hear your take on this one because I got to take a strong take, and I'm even going to add it to my best bet list. Clemson laying seven at Wake Forest, um, an intriguing matchup. Wake Forest gets Sam Hartman back here in the last couple of weeks. I'm here to tell you, should have lost to Liberty, though, last week. That was not yeah. a good look for Wake Forest. You could say peeking ahead to this game, we'll see. Uh, what's your take on this one before I give my strong take? You know, the issue for them in this series has been, you know, they they run that, uh, you know, like uh, the delayed RPO, uh, yeah. which, I, which I like from an offensive design. It doesn't work when your offensive line gets blown up, though. When you're going against, you know, DL like that. It, it's just one of those games where I think it works in almost every game they play. And I like the design off in this specific. It's like. Uh, a triple option team going up against Clemson where, you know, Georgia Tech was ne- would never be able to gain any yards against Clemson or when they bring an FCS team. That kind of style of offense that Wake runs, it's like I just don't think they have the dudes for this type of opponent. Um, and, and, again, I, I like Wake going into the year. Um, and it's, it, Harmon's been bad. Their defense hasn't been. I thought it would be a touch better. As you said, they gave up a, a ton of yards and should have – should have got beat by Liberty. Um, I think you're getting a uh, – was a bit of a discount there under seven. Um, yeah, and I'm telling you, you're telling that uh, you probably grabbed some of that six and a half that was out there. Yeah. It could only be a Clemson play for me on this one as I, I had higher hopes for Wake going into the season than what I've actually seen on the field so far is the defense isn't very good, and I think opponent-based, the, the, the type of offense they want to run here – just doesn't really work against going up against Clemson. So first off, let me say that your description there of why Wake's offense doesn't work against Clemson's defense is as sharp as it gets. I mean, I'm just, I'm not joke. I know we like to joke around and stuff, but that's super sharp. I was going to mention the series history. I mean, Clemson's won 13 straight. Uh, you've had two coaches that have been there a long time. So, and Clemson out of those 13 straight, 12 of them have been by 14 points or more. I even go to last year. I mean, Clemson's worst team in seven years, arguably Wake Forest's best team, maybe in school history. And, I mean, it's a four-point spread, and Clemson just dominates that game. So I'd look for something similar in this one. I think Clemson's, you know, hasn't really played anybody yet. I know they played Georgia Tech, and they, you know, messed around with them for a little bit. Furman wasn't that great uh, last week. They didn't cover. But I, I think this is the game where if they want to make a statement for the first time for the 2022 season, they make it. So, Go ahead, ring me up. Minus seven, best bet for me. I'm laying it with uh, seven, uh, the Clemson here. Yeah, I, we've got to give people a fair line there. Uh, that five and a half is an outlier. So I would bet it <laughs> if I had that out. If you're in Ontario, we can down to the, the, the Timmy Hortons with the kiosk and, and grab that five yeah. and a half at pro line. But, yeah, no, I, I agree. with At seven, it would be a, a Clemson or nothing for me. Because, uh, as you say, it's just – it's just a bad matchup um, on a Wake team that that looks to be just a, a step down from last year's team, um, and, that, and they were going to need a step up to compete in this game. Another big game. Uh, we're going to go to the SEC. Anxious to see, you know, where this line moves here. I, I might, you know, at the right price get involved on this one. I'm not yet, but Texas A&M right now, it's a neutral site game playing Arlington. Two-and-a-half-point favorite over an Arkansas team that might, struggled mightily last week against Missouri State. But I hate to say I, 
I mean, I did bet Missouri State in that game. I mean, how many games in a row can Arkansas get up for? They were up for the opener against a good Cincinnati team, playing an SEC team in South Carolina. They had this game on deck. They welcome in a top five FCS team in Bobby Petrino, who knows Arkansas, Missouri State. So I wasn't shocked that they were struggling early in that game. So uh, maybe I didn't downgrade Arkansas as much as the rest of the market. I can tell you. I'm waiting for a three. I mean, I'm, I'm leaning Arkansas right now, plus two and a half. Man, you give me a three, I, I'm firing away. What say you? I, yeah, you know, this was this one. I, I loved Arkansas coming into the season. Again, another game of year position that, that I really liked going in. The Arkansas, as you said, they've just got some volume injuries happening there that, that they've been able to push through. And hopefully last week what was kind of a, you know, a letdown game uh, where they can, they can bring it back up this week. Um but they've had some key injuries on defense. Um, I, I still, I still don't want to really get. Not, there's nothing about Texas A&M um, so far that's making me like want. Like everything is painful. Uh, yeah. Wanting to, you know, even with the quarterback switch last week, it, it was able to be a little bit more effective in kind of what Jimbo wants to do and run that offense. Um, but again, it, it, as you said, I, I would be the if, if it gets to a three, I'd buy. Otherwise. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure the three gets there either. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Uh, and it would be one of those, if it gets there, it's going to get bought up real quick. Um, but it, it, it just the, the A&M defense, I, I thought, was going to be an elite, elite, you know, could be an elite unit. It seems like they stay, even though they held Miami to nine points, they still got outgained. They yeah. Miami still had a lot of chances. I don't think it's a really elite A&M defense, and it's a miserable offense. Uh, so Arkansas are nothing for me. I, this was one that I thought I would – Love, love, love. Just some, as you said, some of the games that Arkansas had to play already, plus some of the injuries. It's taken me from defense uh, is an issue. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's kind of have me gone from like I was really gonna love Arkansas in this game, but I got to be aware of like the you know the current standing of what things have, and now it's probably gonna be a pass for me where it is. Another good point uh, by you on that A and M defense. I mean. I know the scores look impressive for how they've held, you know, competition down. They got a shutout in the opener. They held Miami to nine points, but App State ran the football on them. Miami moved the football on them consistently. Uh, I mean, it was more Miami terrible red zone play calling uh, on why they didn't, you know, score more points and maybe win the game outright. So I, I hear you. I, I haven't been that impressed with AM's defense. Uh, one more game before maybe you want to bring up a couple uh, Big Ten action, Ohio State off finally clicking offensively like we thought they would laying a big number against Wisconsin Buckeye 17 and a half I can tell you I did get involved I laid 16 on the opener I wouldn't have bet 17 and a half but I th- I do think the Buckeyes are the right side here I just I don't see how Graham Mertz can keep pace with this Buckeye offense if they're indeed what we saw from last week what say you yeah, I, I lay, you know, I was able to lay, uh, the, so you beat me to the, the 16. I was able to lay the 17. Um, now it's crossed through 17, multiply 17 and a half, 18. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, yeah, I, I'm still okay with, uh, for a half play on a 17 and a half there. Um, I, I just, I, this was one, thought Wisconsin, this was going to be one of their worst teams in a while. Uh, and I haven't seen much, to, to, and this is what we talked about with a wake, uh, with a Wake Clemson matchup, this is just such an awful matchup, Wisconsin-wise, um, for what they want to do. They're not going to be able to line up and slog it and run it. I, I don't believe. And, and just on the back end, they don't have the speed and the talent to keep up with Ohio State. Uh, and now going into the shoe, like it, it's just one that I, as you said, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. I don't think Wisconsin's passing game is good. And I just been, I don't think this year's Wisconsin team. Uh, is really good. Just a, a team going in that I didn't think was going to be, you know, they've been able to do it with like these, you know, very man recruiting classes and kind of no name guys and develop. They've been running that thing for a long time. They've always kind of been better than out, outplayed the recruiting rankings and outplayed their talent. Um, it feels a little bit like it's kind of caught up to them this year. Yeah. Uh, Cause I've been underwhelmed with the Wisconsin team that we've seen so far, you know, especially in that Wazoo game. So I think they might be beginning, especially in Ohio state getting on track last week. Smith and Jigba probably a bit healthier this week. Uh, I think they they could be getting run out here, um, and and I don't think Wisconsin's. I think Minnesota's a better team than Wisconsin this year. Like I don't think they're just going to you know default be able to to win the West or anything. So it's it's kind of a uh, a position where I, I don't see how they keep up here. I hear you on that one. Any other game before we move to some of the lines that have stood out to us? Any other big games that uh, jump out to you? 
You know, one that uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye on that, you know, that Stanford Washington one um, for two teams that I didn't think were were going to be very good coming into the year. That I'll admit I was too down on both. Um, and uh, you know, a, a game like Stanford Washington, you know, like two years ago, what's the total? Like 43, and now it's you know, it's it's right around 60, yeah. 61. So like both teams that have gone through like you know dramatic shifts in the in the offense they type of run. Um, and one that I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm a more intrigued by the Pac-12, uh, kind of top to bottom than I thought I would be. Uh, you know, this is a game that I would have never had on like the rotation to watch, but it, it's a couple teams you know, both running, kind of you know, fun offenses now, uh, both with quarterbacks that are playing well. So that's one that I'll uh, keep an eye on. As far as I don't think you know, Stanford is really uh, live as far as a Pac-12, but as we said, Washington might be, um, and we'll see. If you can Washington you know, then follow it up uh, with, with another performance here against uh, Stanford uh, in a game where they're laying close to two touchdowns. Um, so that'll be interesting. Also from, from the heart there, Michigan finally plays an opponent with somewhat of a false that isn't a bottom five team in the country. Um, I laid some 16 and a half. That was a little short for me. Circa's actually got a 16 right now. Um, so they're, they're, you know, begging for a little bit of Michigan money there, which, which you know you never want to be uh, you know the, on the, the side where circus is you know wanting to get bet into, but um, I just had that number a little short. I was up around eighteen and a half. Um, and traditional, this is a series that that since Harbaugh's been at Michigan, uh, that the, the Maryland offense hasn't really been able to work. You know they're very explosive yeah. play based, not a team that's going to drive up and down the field. Uh, and and this, the, since Michigan's you know switched to this uh, McDonald and Jesse Minter defense, they're not really giving up a, a ton of big, big plays. It's kind of designed uh, to, to take that away. Um, so I don't know if Maryland will, will have a, a ton of success here, but it's a huge step up in competition. So it will get a little better feel uh, to see if Michigan's the real deal here, uh, depending on how they perform this week. So I'm looking for you know I, just just from a fan perspective, it's nice to see them to play somebody that you know actually has. Uh, you know, scholarship athletes than than what I've watched the first three weeks. So that'll be one I'm keeping an eye on. Yes, as far as Washington Stanford, I wanted to bet the over. I thought Circa opened, uh, you know, expecting high fifties to go over. They opened sixty one and a half. No bet there for me. Yep. Uh, I hear you on that one. Michigan, I was surprised. Circa opened twenty. I thought, nah, I, you know, I needed at least twenty one to take Maryland, but then it got bet down to sixteen. I'm with you. I lay the 16. I'm like, it crossed through 17. I'm going to lay it. If you look at – you don't believe us. Uh, if you're buying into the, the Terps, go look at the last three, four years when they got to go up against Ohio State or Michigan. I mean, they get run the hell out of the building in those games. They, they're a good bully when they're playing, you know, somebody that's weaker than them and they pad the stats offensively. But when they got to step up in class, I mean, it is, it is not a good look for Maryland. I'm expecting kind of the same. Uh, this week, I think Michigan gets margin there. So we'll see, though. I mean, they haven't played anybody yet. I mean, they haven't gotten any resistance offensively or defensively. I actually thought Colorado State was going to be a halfway decent team, maybe a bowl type team in the yeah. Mount West. Colorado State looks like a bottom 10 team. In yeah. The country, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we will finally get a little bit of a look on Michigan. I'm with you there. I'm trying to get us head to head. I don't think we're going to have a head to head on this game. Uh, a line that really popped to me, and I think we're going to have a best bet, probably be a double best bet, I, and there's plenty of ones available. How, who in their right mind thinks Notre Dame should be favored over North Carolina? <laughs> I do this. What the, I mean, I mean, this show has got to be the lowest on Notre Dame of anybody, people in the country, people that, had, that, that actually bet on college football. Because uh, I, I couldn't believe, you know, in that one, I thought it was going to, you know, switch to – pretty quickly, you know, to be UNC favored, minus two, minus two and a Still sitting out there, pick, still some plus one on UNC. Um, I bet two, I bet one and a half. Uh, I'd still bet the one, I'd still bet the pick. I I, yeah. I, I think the only unit in this game that I, I think you can, is UNC's offense. Um, and, and I don't see Notre Dame being able to get, you know, come in here after UNC. All I hope is that our guy, words of chisdom over the bye week, like installed <laughs> like a, a basic cover too. Because this UNC defense, it's not like barren of talent. This isn't like Nebraska where they don't have players. They've recruited some players. The issue is yeah. nobody knows what the fuck they're doing because Gene Chizik hasn't coached football in like 20 years. So he came in and he's installing the system and nobody knows what they're doing. 
So hopefully, I'm. This is a little bit of a progress. Maybe it's too much faith in a guy that shouldn't be the defensive coordinator. He at, they at least have some more assignment football this week, and against a team that that can't hit you with explosive passing plays, hasn't Great. been able to run the football, and is you know is Drew Pine going to be able to go for you know three hundred plus yards and three fourteen? Because that's what it's going to take. I mean, UNC is not going to be held to ten points. Um, so yeah, I, uh, Tar Heels. Yeah, we'll keep fighting Notre. If people want to keep betting Notre Dame, all go ahead. Because I'll keep fading them until uh, I think the number's right. Yeah, you can log this one in. Uh, best bet for both of us here on North Carolina. Yeah, I bet North Carolina pick, thinking, oh, they'll flip the favorite. And then somebody bet against me. I was like, I'll bet plus one. And hell, even those two numbers were, were bad. So, I mean, whew, I just don't get it. I don't see how Notre Dame keeps up with North Carolina offensively. I don't care if they're playing against air. I mean, Drew Pine couldn't even take a snap under center last week. He couldn't hit a five-yard out pattern. I mean, that was when, when you got Tommy Reese, you know, cussing him out on the phone. He should have been. I mean, if I had an eighth-grade kid that performed like that the first five, six series of the game, I would have been screaming at him. So I just don't see – I mean, Notre Dame's got to score in the 30s. Can they do it? I mean, if no one was out there and they're practicing against air, I'm not sure they can get 30-some points. So – I'm with you. Uh, I, I like North Carolina outright uh, against the Irish. Best bet uh, for me. Any other uh, lines jump out to you before we get to our remaining best bets? I'll tell you one that I hit early. That uh, again, our uh, you know mutual known here uh, faded again this morning. He got me last week, uh, but I bet you and UNLV opened plus one uh, at circa, and that was a. Position I took, I couldn't believe uh, UNLV was uh, was a dog on the road to Utah State, who I think is terrible. Who has had, you know, I mean, what's Utah State's main issue? They can't stop the run. And what does UNLV want to do? I mean, they want to, you know, run for 400 yards. They're able to run it up on North Texas. So I saw some, you know, resistance this morning at the the three, three and a half that was out there on Utah State. Um, I, I I like UNLV in the spot. I liked it up to, to two and a half. Um, I I. I just and again, this this is a man that loves Logan, Utah, like it's my own hometown. Last year, uh, but they 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 have gotten run over in any game with a team with a pulse on the ground. They've gotten run over, and that's exactly what UNLV wants to do. Uh, I think it's a bad matchup. I think the Rebs are are. Are li- I'm not. I'm. I'm being live in the Mountain West. I think they're live in the Mountain West. I mean, yep. especially with Hayner, uh, the high ankle sprain, he might be out for four yep. to six weeks. Um, they're that they're I mean, they got Ricky White, who's like, you know, off the got kicked off of MSU. He's a legit NFL wide receiver. They have they, they, they really nailed it in the portal with a couple guys. On like top of that, running running back. Yeah, yeah. So they can I mean they've got some players. So yeah, I like you and I'll be here. Do you have any opinion on this or what's your number here? No, I'm in between you guys. So I mean when seen a lot of conflicting guys going back. Some of it's just playing, you know, key numbers. So, I mean, I'm yeah. kind of in the middle. I need one more data point to buy in the UNLV, but I could see him being live in the Mountain West. Boise State isn't as good as what I thought. San Diego State's way down. I mean, they're, they're terrible. Hayner being hurt, that kills Fresno State. My Air Force Falcons last week lost a game I couldn't Ooh, believe. That, whoa, I mean, that was a brutal loss. That was not good. Utah State's the team they're playing is down uh, this year. Nevada's pathetic. Hawaii's one of the worst teams in the country. So you tell me, I mean, I think that, that going through the entire conference sounds pretty good for, for UNLV, especially if they can get another confidence boost and win. I mean, they embarrassed North Texas on the scoreboard last week. North Texas is a bowl game, a bowl team, folks. So it uh, should have been Cal, too. I mean, and maybe a questionable uh, – should have been a pass interference late in that game. They go on the road and beat Cal UNLV last week. So uh, I can see it. I just need one more data point. I, I'm going to let you two guys – uh, you know, hopefully, uh, no UNLV muff punts inside the five late in the game to, to blow the, the, the cover there. So, yeah, I, I, I just I'm I'm high on UNLV, and unfortunately, my my beloved eggs, uh, I just they, they look they look rough this year, and I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's able to turn around, especially uh, against this matchup. One, I'm going to actually ask you for your opinion, and I'm going to ask the chat for their opinion. Are we going to see a seven on USC, Oregon State? Are we going to see a seven, in your opinion, on that one? We saw it, we saw it yesterday. It lasted three, four minutes. Do we see it again this week? 
I, you know, so far, you, you, I don't know, you know, Lincoln Ryland got, uh, got, you know, got the, the hundred million and the, and he also got some of the, the, the best luck through three you know, oh handful of games that they, their turnover margins, incredible. Uh, Jake Hayner, you know, uh, blows his ankle out, you know, in that game. The backup so, came in and was moving him up and down the field. That right. I st- you know, someone's going to be able to take advantage of that USC defense and it might, you know, Oregon state. I mean, they put up, I know it was FCS opponent, but. Montana they, State's good. They played in the national championship game last year. Yeah, they, they, they put up a number on them last week. Um, so, I, I, you know, this is one. There were some early, early uh, bad Oregon State numbers out there uh, that were, you know, 9, 10. Um, so, we able to sprinkle a little bit. Uh, I, you know, it, it's one for me. I, again, seven's a buy point. I even think, you know, six and a half it would be okay there. I think they're Oregon State is live this week. Um, don't get me wrong. USC, fun to watch. Love them. You know, I, I love it's it's kind of bringing the the joy back to the Pac-12 after dark of uh, yeah. you know some of their their up and down games. Um, but they they some winners going to be ripe to expose their defense, and they're going to have a game where when the turnovers go the wrong way, um, you know they're not going to be able to give up 500 yards and lose the turnover battle by two or three. So. Um, yeah, there, yeah, I don't know. There were some early, really bad Oregon State numbers out there. Holy um, cow, third, somebody got 12 and a half <laughs> yeah, on Sunday. In the yeah, chat? I think I where's was, this I, at? And that ain't in Vegas, is it? Where was that at? Draft, uh, I think your, your boys at Willie Hill opened up uh, a 12. I saw that best I saw was a 12. Um, I, oh I wasn't able God. to get it until it was 10. Um, but yeah, and then then you know, it was you know, kind of trading around there, but yeah, if it gets back to seven, uh, that's a buy because I, I agree. Oregon State might be, you know, one of those teams flying under the radar here. That's that's better than expected. Well, you know, I hate taking bad numbers, but I think, or like you mentioned, I think Oregon State's live. Uh, so I'm going to take a best bet, Oregon State plus six and a half. I mean, I made it four, so that's enough for me. And I just also think the turnover luck cannot continue. I mean, it's been three straight weeks now, and I think Oregon State. I mean, where's their bad performance so far this season? I mean. I, I bet against them week one, got humiliated. I was done within 15 minutes. Uh, Fresno State, look, they're on the road. Fresno State was healthy. They went on the last play of the game. I like Jonathan Smith. I think he's a great coach. I love being aggressive. Goes for the win in that game. And then they, I mean, they were only about a 16-point favorite against Montana State last week and just humiliated them up and down the field. So I don't know how USC's defense stops Oregon State's offense. So give me the Beavers, plus six and a half. Uh, sprinkle a little bit uh, on the money line there. Any other best bets for you? I, I'm going to go one uh, to to my you know fun belt there. Uh, I like James Madison getting over a touchdown. There you go. Uh, that's one that I had a big bet on ten. I still like it over at seven and a half. When was eight, it ten? There, yeah, they, they would did ten for a minute there. Uh, okay. And I, well, if you're all the Ontario folks in pro line, uh, you know, <laughs> run that, that that guy Tim Hortons uh, bringing the bring enough cash with you to get down there. But yeah, I like. Uh, the eight, the seven and a half. Uh, that's another one. I think JMU is live. They, I thought they might take a step back this year, especially on offense and no. quarterback position. No, they look good. They have the uh, very comparable talent to App State. Um, and App State's luck, number one, I, you know, I, but probably my worst beat of the season so far at uh, under 54 and a half on that App State Troy game. And it's sitting 54 and the Hail Mary, uh, oh, you know, no. it brings it over. So, yeah, that was, that was a fun one. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think App State is, and again, this is one of the, you know, we talk about how many straight games can you get up for. Yeah. The spot here is beautiful for James Madison. Um, this is one, I, I don't, I, I'm a little surprised it's still sitting over a TD. I think this goes to, to possibly through the seven. Um, I like James Madison a lot here. I think they're live. App State, you know, and they want to run, James Madison defense should be able to take away a lot of what they wanted to do. Um, and Troy's offense had been miserable to that point. You know, App State, uh, outside of that Texas A&M game, it might, might be a bottom 10 offense. You know, they, they got rung up by UNC. They're giving up plays to Troy, who has been very good. I think JMU's defense uh, is here, and they've had, they had uh, you know, the week up to get ready. So, yeah, give me James Madison here. That's another one. Um, I think they're live. Uh, this is probably at, at current, you know, it's widely available. This is probably my favorite play on the board right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if there's a better spot you know, one of the top spots I've seen in college football throughout four weeks. I mean, JMU's impressed. They're off a bye. App State, North Carolina game week one. Uh, obviously, high-scoring affair goes down to the final play. You beat Texas A&M, one of the biggest wins uh, in school history. 
you have college game day on campus and you win on a Hail Mary pass and now you play JMU. I just how many times as a Sunbelt team can – I think JM – another team uh, that's about a touchdown underdog live, live. I would not be a bit surprised. Not only would I be a bit surprised if JMU – uh, won the game. I could see him winning with margin. I mean, that, that that's one of my top plays of the week. So you get no disagreement from uh, me on that one. Uh, you know, I had another one, but the line moved on me a little bit. So I'm not going to give that one out. Uh, let me tell you a, a game that I'm waiting. I, I'd be interested to see your thoughts on this. You know, I'm a buy spot with Baylor plus three. I mean, I bet it already at a bad number. I mean, I took Baylor plus one. What's your thoughts on this? I think Baylor's better. Why would they be getting – I mean, if the market moves – you know, even right now I'd bet Baylor, but, I mean, if it moves, to, do you see it moving to three? I didn't – you know, I agree. I was a little surprised it got up. You know, I thought dude, we would kind of settle in right around a pick. Um, I agree. That's one, uh, you know, like uh, we had talked about earlier, waiting to, to – Where is ProLine Plus? I keep seeing – where is this book at? <laughs> it's it's a Canadian uh, like the Canadian uh, register. I got to move with Chernoff and, and Pizzola and all <laughs> yeah, them guys. What the hell? What am I doing I here? Know, in Vegas? I know. I know. You need a, a, a Ontario runner there, but yeah, that that's one that I was gonna kind of sitting there, you know, waiting to see if a three pops. Um, looks like Chris is a little bit juiced on the two and a half right now, so um, I'd still be surprised if if it got there all the way. Um, but no, I agree. You know what? Iowa State's been great. You know that Matt Campbell defense has been great at at shutting down like the, the wide open passing offense that, you know, that cloud zone, the teams that want to throw, you know, like the Texas techs, the West Virginia, the teams that want to throw the Baylor exact opposite end of the spectrum where they just want to line up and, and man ball you here. And I agree. I think you're getting the, the better team here, taking the, the points on the road, Iowa state, it was kind of like, you know, always expected to be a down year. Um, and it had, they haven't done too much. I mean, they play the, you know, historically ugly game versus Iowa. Um, yeah. And are able to come out on top. Uh, I, I think you're, you're really paying a premium here uh, on the Iowa State at this number. Um, I would love a three on Baylor. Um, not sure if it's going to come, but I, I'd I'd still be in for you know because I've just been kind of watching. But at, at two and a half, it, even if that's as good as it gets, this one's I see steaming back the other way. I'll be uh, looking to grab some because uh, yeah, that's a side that that I want to be on there because I'm I I was surprised this this got out of the pick range. I am too. I mean, I expected, I mean, I made Baylor one, so I was, I was expecting them to flip the favorite. So we'll see. Uh, any other best bets for you? I think I am, I am all set. I think as far as I'm concerned, you know, this is, it's just one that I said, I'm not going to, it's not going to be an official, you know, like best bet in that, but I'll tell you what, if there's a, you know, like people don't usually tease college football and I, you know, this is what oh, I no. usually don't recommend to tease college football if there's a teaser spot in college with this Iowa Rutgers game where like it's seven, you can you know take Iowa down. Rutgers is going to be missing uh, two of their three quarterbacks on the roster uh, on a game with a total of, of 35. <laughs> Iowa was able to get a couple of their skill positions back last week. This is one. Don't watch oh. it. Uh, if you want to throw a little, uh, you know, CFB Wong teaser in together, uh, which I only find a few spots. Where right are you, here. What are you tying it up with? What are you tying it up with? Disgusting Big Ten games. Uh, hey, you want to throw me, a, you know, a Baylor eight and a half uh, with a, with oh an Iowa minus God, one and a half? So, uh, hey, oh. baby, give me a little bit of uh, a college football. It's funny. Some of the the legals actually will give you like a plus one ten, plus one twenty on those. So don't make a habit out of it. Uh, but in these dis- disgusting games with the low totals, um, I, I actually think there is a little bit of value, uh, especially once you get into conference play. So that is one that, that is Joey Kanish there. That is not <laughs> ever recommended by me, Brad Powers. Hey, 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 you find a couple of the right spots there, and uh, you know, it can be uh be the low total conference games, baby. Uh set me up with a you know a little bit of an Iowa tease. Oh my goodness. Wow. I didn't think we gotta we'd go head to head on one. I'm now, with that being from- said, I have I've I've done it in the past, but it's just being a pure degenerate. Uh, so <laughs> I get the over in the game. I can't say speaking of degenerate, uh, I took over. I'll probably lose. I took over 35 and a half. I just, I mean, a lot has to go right for you to cat, you know, go under 35 and a half. There can't be anything defensive special teams. So we'll see. I'm expecting, watch it. It'll be, uh, you know, 17, 10 type of game. 
One I want you know wanted to ask you uh, the the yeah. Michigan State Minnesota of uh, you know this is one opened up Sparty a couple point favorite it's flipped now all the way I mean there's some Sparty plus three popping in the market yeah. uh, juice two and a half everywhere I, the thing about Michigan State is Mel Tucker doesn't give any info on injuries ever so yeah. they have you know two their two best players on the entire team uh, Reed Slade who obviously didn't make the trip to Washington. I, it's one of those you're not going to know probably if either guy's playing uh, until an hour before the game. So um, this would be one, you know, if Sparty was – if those guys are in, I, I would be looking to back Michigan State. But it's one of those I'll probably be monitoring towards post um, to see to see if those – because it, it's one that Mel doesn't give any info on injuries. Um, so I think you're, you're playing a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, guesswork here. But where do you got that number? Uh I can tell you the market influencer gave out Minnesota. That's why I got up to three. You did see some buyback a little bit at three. You know, I force bet I'm taking Michigan State plus three. Uh, speaking of injuries, I mean, Chris Hoffman Bell, the wide receiver for, you know, Minnesota is out for the year. So, I mean, that's one of their major weapons. I, I don't know about Minnesota yet. I mean, they're basically in the same shoes as Michigan so far. I mean, they played three tomato cans, uh, dominated them. Uh, so kudos for them. They've done what they're supposed to do. But, I mean, this is going to be their first game where they get punched back a little bit. And now they're without their top wide receiver. So, uh, force bet would be Michigan State plus three for me. But, you know, if it's painted two and a half, no bet. Yeah, it's one that, uh, you know, it, uh, you definitely want to just watch. Uh, it's going to be a, like a Michigan State beat reporter telling you if they're playing without the game because they're, they're literally the two best players on the team uh, that will have. I mean, I'll probably work, you know, point and a half uh two points together um so like we'll see what they get but i don't think it's one of those we'll know throughout the week it's just gonna be after one of those you you watch until uh watch until post time and and see if they're in or not absolutely be monitoring that any other best bets for you before we sign off or a bet we don't even have a bet but i mean hey man when we got two great minds they're going to think alike so we're not going to have a, we're not going to be going at it each each week guys Sorry. i know i know you like we had the head i'll tell you one that you know is in range that i'm going to add, uh tcu uh pick uh, that's that's one i added All right. uh, this morning i'll take I, tcu i i like tcu no, yeah, you know, no, I, can, i'm not taking smu <laughs> you are dude i i like you know there's some uh yeah, I mean, TCU, I, there was some, uh, yeah, even look at well, some plus one and a half out there, which I was graving late last night. Uh, there's still some, you know, plus one pick around. I think they win the game. Uh, I think they're a better team than SMU. SMU's coming off, uh, you know, back to back. They've had a tough early schedule here, and I get they're going home, but um, I was always a, a, you know, this has been some uh, discrepancy. You know, friend of the show, Bud Elliott, was a, was a Morris guy. I was thought Duggan was the better quarterback who gives them better, and he's looked much better past. I get why they did it, you know, for that new uh, Sonny Dyke system, you know, more to be about that. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to them was he getting nicked up in the first game, and now you're going with Duggan. Um, yeah. He's been more explosive on the ground. He's been efficient through the air. Um, TCU's got a defense that can keep up, and I know SMU, don't get me wrong, I like them in the American this year. We talked about them, about betting futures on them, and I think they're very, very live in the American. This is an American game. It's another uh, out-of-conference game where they're facing a good opponent, um, and I, I think the opponent that's coming in and going to beat them. So TCU, a pick or anything or better, uh, I like that quite a bit. You buried you bury the lead. Sonny Dykes recruited all his kids to SMU. He, I mean, he knows strengths and weaknesses. He was the SMU coach for years. I, I, I get they want to beat Sonny coming home, but, you know, it can't, yeah. always, uh, it can't nah. always be that because that, that, I think he's uh, coming in and, and going to put it out on this week. Yeah, you, you'll get no disagreement there. I'm actually surprised. I, I made TCU the favorite there. So I was surprised some early money on, on SMU. Uh, I know this ain't first take or undisputed. So, I mean, we're not going to, you know, manufacture, you know, you know, fights and disagreements here. I mean, you know, I, my only, you know, it's the pocketbook for me. I was going to grab my wallet, but I don't know where it's at. That's all I care about. So if we're going to agree about stuff, uh, you're not going to get some disagreement here uh, if it comes down to my pocketbook. I'm not going to already 0-1 against you, man. I, I'm not going <laughs> to take a negative EV bet. Uh, <laughs> if, if you don't have anything else, I mean, that's going to do it for Hit the Books. Yeah, no, that was a uh, – yeah, I, I enjoyed chopping it up here. Some other ones, uh, 
you know, that, that, that would be keeping an eye on Bowling Green would be the only one that I wanted to get in like that, that I was keeping an eye on there. Uh, you know, touch 31 for a minute, 30 and a half. Um, but, but I would have liked that, them had uh, Mississippi State beat LSU last week. I, I, I agree. I know the spot doesn't set up quite as well. And, you know, Bowling Green's had a tough non-con as well. Um, that's one that at, I'll be my, if it gets, you know, crosses that 31, I think that that's a buy for right. me, but I, I agree. It's a team that I think is a little bit sneaky in the Mac um, for agree. a team that's wide open. I mean, we, you know, we, I haven't touched on, uh, you know, we talked about UNLV a little bit as far as uh, Mountain West futures. Uh, the Mac is wide, wide, especially the, the, the outside division. Um, I think it could be wide open. We'll see who puts it together here going into conference season. Um, but Bowling Green, that, that was impressive uh, to, you know, beat Marshall last week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, for that, you know, to get into the, the scummy conference season for some of the poverty conferences. But that's one that if it crosses the 31, uh, I'll just have to buy based on the number. One more. I'm looking at the chat. Uh, South Alabama, I can tell you I took La Tech plus 15 in the game. I bet the over, though, too. I, I thought it was a little short. South Alabama's offense has been great. But uh, Louisiana Tech moved the football in Clemson. So, I mean, I, think I was hoping some points. 15 uh, was too rich, man. What would you make your fighting Jaguars? No, I was hoping that, you know, this wasn't going to get brought up for the, the South Mobile. Hopefully my people in Mobile aren't watching for the brand. But, yeah, no, I, t- I took some 14. Uh, I know Circle opened 17, so I'm going to beat into the 17. Um, yeah, that was uh, – I, I think that is rich, rich, rich. I, I you know, I, I uh, you know thought that it would be around 10. Um, I think 13 and a half is still too high. And I hate to do it to my boy, you know, my USA boys, but um, – I mean, Jesus Christ, you're laying too deep versus a lot team that that's pretty good, um, you know, for, for the Sun Belt. So I just, man, I, I couldn't get anywhere close to this number. Um, the heart says uh, no, but the head says that is yes there. So, yeah, 13 and a half. Um, you can actually put, God damn it here. But I, I was I hoping to lay it. nine. I made it 10. So, I mean. Yep, got to bet numbers, not teams. So I, I agree. Your, your, you your can't boys. fall, even though they, uh, you know, hopefully the, hopefully for, for our, our Sun Belt, uh, they win the game, and for my people in Mobile. But man, I, I can't get up to that number. You are you're paying a big premium there on South Alabama after a really tough stretch. You know, Mount Pleasant uh, out to UCLA, now back home versus you know one of the better uh, you know competitive Sun Belt teams. Um, it, it's it's been a tough stretch for them, and uh, yeah, I, I I can't get close to that number. So. Any others? No, I think that about uh, I think that about wraps it for me. That's the man, the myth, the legend, Joey Kanish. I'm Brad Powers. This was hit the books for the Hammer Betting Network. We'll talk to you guys next Monday afternoon.